Welcome all, Steve Parisi here with IVC Global. Hope that your day is off to a great start. So today we have a guest, a true professional, I'm gonna call him because he is, Steve Spray. Steve, how's it going? Man, it's going good, how are you, Steve? Good, thumbs up as always, going nonstop. Nice. Yeah, well really, wanted to say thanks for taking some time. I know you've got a ton going on. Thanks so much for blocking some time out to do this today. And there's a few things I wanted to touch on, touch base with you on as far as your experience in working with us, uh, the cash value life insurance policy, what attracted to you to it, all that good stuff. But to begin, would like to kind of give everyone an introduction to you because you work for you know one of the, the greatest sales organizations in the world, in my opinion. So if you want to go into a little bit of your background, what, what do you do for work? Yeah, so uh, you know, I work with a guy that probably everybody here knows, a guy named Grant Cardone. Yeah. And uh, you know, world renowned speaker, sales trainer, real estate investor. And uh what I do for his company is I'm actually out there working with organizations who use the sales training that our company provides. And that's uh that's what I do. So I'm out there in the field uh, as a salesperson, but you know, really working with companies to make sure that we build their sales teams up. So there's a little bit of a consulting side to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And we'll we'll circle back to that because I do have some things I want to talk to you about that. My experience in working with you because that's how we met. That's right. Really, I'm I'm one of your clients. I have been for almost three years now. Um, but to begin, a little bit of your story because the first time I heard it, I I liked it a lot. Because today you're you're 34, correct? That's right. Yep, 34 years old. You're 34, and you're in the top one percent of earners in the country. Mm -hmm. yep. And the and the thing that I, I like about that, you don't broadcast that, so I hope you don't mind me <laughs> mentioning that. Um, yeah, no worries. Yeah, no, a lot of humility there, which I've always appreciated. Um, but when I see you, I mean, you are extremely proficient with your work ethic, how you're so responsive to me, and I see how you're responsive to other individuals, but you were obviously not always in the top 1%. Kind of how you started just in the industry, developed as an individual, I guess you could tell it better than me. How did you, what helped you get to where you're at now, especially if you just say, okay, if I started from the beginning, how do I kind of sum it up and what tips would I give to someone else trying to emulate what I do. Yeah, definitely, man. Well, uh, you know, so I, I grew up in, uh, I grew up on a farm actually in Indianapolis, Indiana. And, uh, you know, so, so we, I grew up with that lifestyle, you know, working with my dad on the farm ever since I was, you know, four or five, six years old, you know, and uh, really built in the work ethic there. And, you know, that translated to being able to get into the business world. You know, I, I got a sales job when I was 21 years old and, uh, got into sales for several years and, you know, I always found myself not doing that well and I had to start looking at personal development. So that was a big thing for me. And uh, once I got introduced to uh, Grant Cardone's material, uh, I just got so immersed in that material and that's what really uh, helped elevate me. And then, you know, I came down to work for him and I think the story that, you know, everybody likes to hear about me, like once they find out, you know, who I am and like where I came from and, you know, how I got to where I'm at. When I moved down to work with Grant, you know, I was transitioning from a place in Indianapolis, Indiana, where, you know, rents are cheap. You know, I was making, you know, just less than the average income earner um, household in America by a decent amount. You know, I'm making like thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year, maybe. And, um, and so I'm transitioning from there all the way down to Miami. 
And if you know anything about Miami, which is what you see here in my background. Yeah, it's so if I started looking at rents and, you know, and I'm seeing the places that are out there and I'm, I'm looking at, you know, I'm, I'm coming from paying $400 a month in rent to down here in Miami, like $1,500 a month. Like you're, you're in a place that you literally could be shot. Like that's not a good neighborhood. And that that's so like when I came down, like I was broke, like I didn't have any money. And so I was like starting at that level of almost, you know, I was really starting over, you know, even though I, I came down when I was 26 years old and, um, and I was broke. So I, I found, I think the story that people like to hear the most is when I came down here, I couldn't afford a place to live. And so I borrowed $500 from my grandma and she, it, it actually allowed me to find a place that I could rent a room. Well, I started looking on Craigslist and I ended up getting in contact with some lady that was like, well, you know, you know, that's not going to fit the room that I have available, but you can stay in the back of my furniture store. I, I own a used furniture store on South beach. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, let, let me see, send me pictures, you know, tell me, is it clean? Like, I, you know, so here I am, uh, 26 years old, moved down, didn't know anybody in the city. Uh, I don't speak Spanish. And if you know anything about Miami, they primarily speak Spanish here. And so I get down here and now I live in the back of a furniture store. And I come to work for Grant Cardone and I really had to hustle to make an income. I was not making a lot. I mean, imagine a commission-based job and I'm living in this furniture store on a cot for eight months. I had to sell my car just to make ends meet. Like that's where, you know, you work a commission-based job, you kind of, you know, give up the, that, that guaranteed salary. So um, that's what I did, you know? So I did that and I, I lived like that for eight months until I started to produce and started making sales and could make my, get myself out of there. Gotcha. And then just kept snowballing it from there. It did. Yeah, it yeah. did. You know, and, and that's one thing with personal development, you know, that's something that if you don't stop and you keep developing, like it should be something that you're always working on. You know, there's not one book that's going to do it. There's not, it's, it's all of them. You know, people are always like, well, what's that one book? Well, look, there's, it's, it's everything. Like there's connections, books, programs, coaches, you know, so uh, it did keep snowballing. Yeah, definitely. And on that point with personal development, I talk about that a lot because I, I enjoy it. I invest a ton there and I'm just big on communicating things. Uh, when we train our agents here, we do role play every morning. And my big thing is to all of the departments that I interact with is, listen, with our business, as it's a little complex, you can take in the knowledge and understand it. And that's great, but it's one thing to understand it, and it's a completely different ball game to effectively communicate it to the individual you're talking to. Mm -hmm. Because yep, yeah, big big time. You know, there's there's a big difference, and, and you can see this not only in in this industry, but in a lot of industries. You know, you think about hey, what's the hardest part of anybody's job? You know, and they're usually the experts in their space. So take your space for example. People have the licenses; they understand the material better than anybody in the world, but they don't know how to sell it to where, you know, the everyday person who's out there not in this industry can actually understand it and see the right value, you know, and that was something you helped me out with, which was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's huge. And especially in my industry specifically, that happens more than <laughs> I'll say any other industry, but I, I'm probably laser focused because I'm in it as far as individuals not spending a whole lot in personal development because it's it's difficult to understand until you've been in it and start investing and see the results. I, I get it because I've been on both sides. Like when we first connected, I didn't make decisions as fast as I do now. <laughs> I can tell you that much. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, but I mean, that's just personal development going for it and you progress it and you learn to, to communicate more effectively as an individual. Um, you know, every video, people see our videos all the time. There's a lot of times I'll reshoot them several times because it's got to come off smooth. I'm not just going to put junk up there. Like you can't do that mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. That's right. And I can tell on your end, I mean, you communicate exceptionally when we talk and I see your presentations and such. Were you always like that or did that take some time and a lot of repetition? <laughs> that takes time and understanding. You know, it's, yeah. it's something that like I wasn't born with that. You know, if you can just go back to how I grew up, I grew up out in the country. You know, there's I don't know if you know anything about being in the country. I see yeah. videos. I know, I know where you live. Yeah, there's, there's <laughs> like there wasn't a lot of kids, to, you know, so I, mean, I spent a lot of time. Uh, with myself or like with my brothers. Right. And so, you know, I grew up like I played basketball every single day, but it was by myself, you know, so I wasn't somebody who was around learning how to communicate with people. So if you think about it, the average person typically reads less than one sales book in their whole career. And when I found that out, I was literally five years into sales and somebody said, well, how many sales books have you read? And I'm like, well, no, I've been in this business five years. And they're like, well, but how many sales books have you read? Do you understand how to actually get a sale to get people to understand why, you know? And, um, and that was something that really hit me. And that was when I really decided to dive in because what I thought I was doing was operating like a professional because of tenure. I was really operating like a, an amateur because I wasn't getting results. And, um, you know, one, one thing I really want to talk about too is this, especially like in your industry, you know, where the, the product can get complex on how it works. But think about, you know, when I go buy a car and I want to know a few things, how does it get me there? How much is it going to cost? What's the benefits of it? How fast does it go? What color can it get? I want it to look good, you know? And, 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 you know, when I talked to people before, just throughout this industry, man, they just start, it, it's almost like the opposite of that. It would be like going to a car dealership and trying to dive in and have the person tell me all about the little engines and the pistons and things like that. And like, dude, I, I gotta be honest, like, I just want to, I just want to go back and forth where I'm going. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. And I can kind of transition into the, the product itself, but no, I'm glad you mentioned that because that piece I've, I've learned from working with you and the people you've put me in touch with, because my problem, and I've shared this with you, <laughs> a big problem, at least that I'm aware of, because uh, there's probably 10 million of them that I have, but one that I know is I get very, very technical sometimes and I got to tell myself, slow down. That's good when you're working with a technical guy, but you can't do that with everybody. It's going to go over their head. They're going to say, I don't know what you're talking about, man. Get out of here. Yeah. Some people want <laughs> so, the technical side, you know, so that, that, that makes a lot of sense, but, um, mm -hmm. but not everybody, you know, you think about like a, like an engineer, you know, like yeah. they're, they're geared to, to understand how it works. Well, man, most people aren't engineers, you know, so that's, 25% of people are operating that way and the average everyday person, you know, like myself, you know, like your, your information actually sold me when I was watching your videos. Uh, cause I remember as we were working together, I was what you would send me your videos. And I would, I would watch them. We'd be like talking about it. And like, and I, and I was like, Oh wow. You know, I started to learn more about what you do. And I'm like, I'm like, I, I should be doing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. So let's, let's get into it then. So the, the cash value life insurance product, I mean, it's life insurance. So if I just came and told you, Hey, I sell life insurance, <laughs> I'd say you probably run. Most people do. So, so my question is what initially attracted you to it and were you pitched on it in the past? 
Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I'd had a lot of people try to pitch me. You know, like okay. I, I was never willing to sit down and really say, hey, tell me more about that because I got pitched the life insurance thing. And uh, th this product does so many different things. This is why I, I do love it. And but the life insurance, I got to tell you, is not like I'm 34 years old. You know, so as, as people were talking to me about it three and four and five years ago, I'm like, that's all. I'm not even really thinking about that right now. Like, I you know, I'm not married. I don't have kids. You know, like now that I'm like, I, you know, I have a fiance now we're going to get married next year. Like some of those things are coming into play, you know, like that's an important, but two, three, four, five years ago, that was not what I was like ultimately interested in. Right. And so although that's a bulk of the product, you know, when you really talked a lot about, hey, you could use this as a bank, because as I started to do better in my career, um, you know, I, like you said before, you know, I'm in the top 1% of earners in this country. And I have been actually for uh, over four years, you know, so like, yeah, so, you know, I've, I've got seven figures invested into multifamily real estate. Um, you know, I, I've got other investments that I do, you know, this is where, like, I am somebody now who is educated on how to go get money. I needed something that I could store money and actually have it produce more and then be able to grab it when I wanted to. And when you explained it to me that simple, it was a no brainer for me. And I was like, well, hey, how quickly can we do this? Cause I'm ready to go right now. I, you know, like one of the things is I wish I would have done it sooner, you know, yeah. so. <clears throat> gotcha, well, you've got an edge. You started sooner than a lot of people do. Yeah, you know, on that point, it is life insurance. However, uh, I'll let you know that 99% of people we work with, the life insurance, they it may have some importance or it comes into the picture later. Kind of like your situation, same thing happened to me when I first bought it, was not married. Now I have it, now I'm married and I, I appreciate the fact that I have the life insurance. But the cash value, it's kind of that, call it unknown element or it's always that aha moment saying, wait, I didn't know that's how a life insurance policy works if you set it up right safe liquid tax-free same stuff that we went through how you can access the capital all that good stuff gotcha so with your product you know we set it up in a, a specific way this way you can you've got a lot of flexibility you can fund it for different time periods you're you're in control and why what i want to bring up here is when you take a life insurance product typically what comes to mind even if i take the word life out insurance policy insurance product scares people and we think bill premium i pay the same amount every month or every year and with your product i mean that's much different so with the flexibility features i mean i guess if you want to go into that a little bit if you're comfortable elaborating you don't have to go into numbers but the flexibility features and things that attracted you to it that maybe you didn't necessarily know about or presented in the past yeah well, I don't mind talking about it because, you know, this is where like, so for me, I invest a lot into multifamily real estate. That's what I primarily do. That's like, you know, I, I do sales and I take the majority of my money and I park it into real estate. But I always had this thing where, you know, I, I'm so illiquid with that. You know, I, I can't, when I put my money in there, I will not see that money again. Uh, you know, other than the, the cash flow from it, I won't see that money again for another 10 years. And so, you know, Although I, I do prefer this type of investing and that's just what I, I value. This is where I have most of my money. Uh, this is what I see a lot of, of, of long-term value in. That's great. I can't go get that. And so I always had that one issue. And, you know, this is where when you started asking the questions, well, you know, how much additional money do you think you could add and, um, you know, really store away for 
other investments or things that you want to do. Cause that's actually one of the biggest things. Like when I, you know, I, I, I work with Grant Cardone. I listen to Grant Cardone, every single thing that he does. And he talks a lot about stay broke, you know, not be broke, be broke and stay broke are two different things. <laughs> you know, stay broke is look, learn how to produce and make money and then put it into investments and then go back out and start working and keep repeating that until you can like get enough flow and net worth going that, you know, you start to build up a, a good thing. Well, I always had this issue where I'm going all the way in, you know, I would put all my money in 100% and I would go down. I literally would have, uh, I would write checks for six figure checks and, and I, I would have that in my bank account, write the check and it would take me all the way down to like $500 in my bank account. It was like starting over. Well, I never had that piece set aside. So I have people come to me like, Hey, I got this investment. Well, I would never be able to do it. Right. You know, I'd never be, cause I never had that, that extra money set aside. Well, you, you asked me like, well, how much money could you set aside? And I started to think about it. I'm like, you know, well, I could probably like for sure, you know, I got it. Like I started thinking, this is where I started to work myself into it and kind of see what I wanted to do. I'm like, you know what? I probably start doing a thousand bucks a month. And then I'm like, wait, actually, you know what? Uh, once I started looking at the product, I'm like, you know what? I actually want to do more than that. You know? And I started asking the questions like, Hey, can I do more than that? Am I obligated to more? Like what? And when you started to work it out, you're saying, Hey, um, you can do set you up for, um, you know, your, your $10,000 per year. And if you have the flexibility, if you have a good month, if you have some bonus money, if you run into something, you can add it in as you go, because that's the way you set my policy up and which allows me to go up to a hundred thousand dollars per year, which I'm excited about because I can store that money. That's also liquid where I could go get it and borrow it at any time. Yeah. And that's right there. I mean, you're taking a, a life insurance product, which again, insurance bill scares people and turning it really into a flexible savings asset. And the interesting piece, and this attracts a lot of individuals kind of with that aha moment, typically it's everyone wants to know what some of the ultra wealthy do and what banks and corporations. And my background was setting these things up for banks and corporations. So it gave me kind of that insight before I learned how to talk about it when I connected with you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But seeing what banks and corporations do, they put just gobs of money in here. I mean, it's a billions upon billions of dollars and they're interested in it. Yeah. The death benefit has a play with their executives and you know, salary continuation plans, all that good stuff. But it's the cash value. It's an asset in their balance sheet. You can access it, use it as collateral, all that good stuff. So really, it's the exact same thing in your situation. Hey, let me commit to a minimal amount so it doesn't feel like a bill or a burden. And then thing, when things go well, I can plow the cash in and it's always available to me as well. Yeah, and I, like, I'm always yeah. putting more money in there. Every single month, yeah. I'm, like, I'm trying to figure out, like, hey, how much more money can I put in there? Because um, it's, I see the value in it, you know? And when we really look at, okay, well, what are the banks giving you today? You know, when, when our parents grew up, the banks would give us, they give them, you know, eight, 10%. Well, today they give you 0.0012%, you know, and that it would take, if you put money into a bank today, it would take you 830 years to double your money, you know? So like, it, it didn't take me that long to do the math on this, where when you started to talk to me about, uh, you know, the cash value and it growing and being able to build and me being able to get additional percentages. That was a no brainer to me. So that just made sense to say, dude, that's just where I put all my access cash. That's I'm, I'm adding it in there. So that way it's, it's growing, it's doing something because if not, if it's in a bank, it's just, it's dying. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent with you. No, thanks for, for sharing 
details on that. How uh, much appreciated. I'm sure individuals listening will be interested in that as well. So let's transition a little bit because I do want to talk about your business and how you've helped us in a huge way. I mean, when I first met you, we were doing decent. You know, we had finally converted what used to be a garage into commercial office space, and it was growing a little less than double each year. You know, I was, I was happy, had some part-time help. But, but my story, I mean, I had reached out to your office, Grant specifically, wanted one-on-one coaching, knew nothing else about any of his products, saw some of his coaching calls um, on YouTube. I'm like, all right, I'll reach out to him, try to reach out to someone else first, actually, but they didn't get back. So I'm like, all right, yeah. reached, out, reached out to Grant. He got back. And here's at his level, high level executive goes nonstop within minutes. I remember I was at the car dealership getting my car serviced. Steve, I want a personal coaching. Steve would be happy to help. Personal coaching starts at an amount much lower than what it is today because it was years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I remember it. He got in there on an awesome deal. Yeah. But talk to him. Great conversation. You know, still apply what I had gone through in that conversation with him today. But what impressed me the most about it and how we attempt to engage with everyone that calls our office today is right after that call, during it, he talked about Cardone U, and more or less he told me I've got to learn to make decisions faster, or start making decisions faster, but he said it nicely. Yeah, but within 60 seconds, I got a call from the office, and it was you. Went through a demo on Cardone University, and he asked me a, a question that I really liked. I hesitated at the moment, but now we use it, and you can repeat that if you want. I had to do it, seen enough to make a decision. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it, excellent question. question. Yeah, and, and I hear it, and I'm, I still remember that because I was sitting in the conference room like, you know, I I really have. Let's give it a shot. I should just do it. Well, that's and, one of those. Th yeah. This, just on this one thing right here, actually, you know, uh, let's take like your industry, for example. You know, you, you've got, you, you could, like we could talk about the product for days, right? And we could talk about all the different angles and the things we could work on it. And what people end up doing is they don't understand sales. They understand their product, but they don't understand sales. So they don't know, hey, they can't tell when the customer is actually ready to go, ready to get started. And so they talk themselves out of sales because they end up confusing them way down the, the line and somebody was already set up to go and ready to get started, you know? So asking that question, hey, do you, have you seen enough to make a decision is, is a great way to find out, hey, are you ready Beautiful. to go? Or like, do I need to keep going? Yeah, Beautiful question because my thing is, I guess when I had looked at some of Grant's videos before knowing him and getting to know you guys, I was more anti-sales, like, ah, I'm not pushy. It wasn't my personality, and we still don't do that. But it was a completely different experience because that question is not pushy one bit. It's like, have you seen enough to make a decision? What can I get you more information on? Let's continue to progress through it. So, I mean, it's a great experience. I felt comfortable with it, and I still do. I mean, we've gotten comfortable communicating with, with individuals in a similar manner. Um, but there's a lot of lot of aspects or services and services that you've offered to our company that has helped us grow. I mean, we can talk about the follow-up, the culture, the personal development. Any questions you had for me on that before I just start rambling off? I love the follow-up tool, all that stuff. Yeah. Well, there's so many good things, right? And so that's why yeah. so our, the way our program works is you install it into a business to train each individual. And then we work along with you side by side so we can really kind of tailor it to your situations, right? And so um, what, what were you guys doing before, before you got with us? 
Yeah, so we did, uh, it was February 2018 when I had that coaching call and the year prior, uh, we did 380, 380,000 in gross revenue. That's what we earned as a company. Mm -hmm. It's awesome. Yeah. And, 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 and so I don't, I don't know, you know, what you want to share or not, like just about your success, like where are you yeah. at now? Because I know you guys have jumped quite a bit. Yeah, yeah, certainly. So we hit in one month what we did that year, this year already. Well, it was 5K <laughs> awesome. short of that. Let's put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And not every month hits that, but it's getting closer and closer with the averages. We've got certain targets. Um, but to put it in perspective, what we did pre-working with your companies for a year, and I was happy about it. We were had, we had a, I believe it was five part-time employees, right? So now revenues spiked. One month we hit that. And what I do 100% with all of the income that comes in is just plowed right back into the company. So we're at 25, I think we're at 26 employees right now, trying to get to 35 to 40 by the end of the year. The goal is 50. The demand yeah. is so high, like the, the activity coming in, we can't, I hate saying this and it, it kills me, we can't keep up with it fast enough. I remember mm -hmm. texting yeah. you the one day about that. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I remember you said, hey, what, what, what do I do in this situation? I've got a lot going on. So yeah, that's awesome. And, and I love what you're doing. Like you're, you're, you're getting out there doing things that other people aren't in the industry. And look, you bring in people like me, people that should be doing this product, people who should be investing in your company, but you know, nobody's actually broke it down to them in a way and not, not even break it down. Just like make it simple, like simply uh, let it, let me know like what the benefits are and why I, cause you understood me and what was important for me and, and, and how this would actually work. That was one of the great things about the process. Like you didn't, you actually gave me multiple different options and you know, what was funny was, uh, right when I reached out to you, you sent me, uh, you said, Hey, here's this, this is what it should look like for you. And then I'm like, and then I'm like, okay. And like, you laid it out real easy. And then, and I'm still like asking questions. You're like, well, Hey, let me drop a couple different ideas. You gave me all the other ideas. And then we ended up back on the very first thing that, that we, that you sent me just because you understood how to build this out. Yeah. And the three options, I, and I learned that a hundred percent from you <laughs> where <laughs> yep. if someone's interested in a certain option, show them that option, exactly what they want to see but then show them a lower end option, paying in less, and also a higher end option. And the thing is with this, you can be flexible and kind of create it however you want, which is really nice, but it's just the means of seeing options. This way you prevent buyer's remorse. You see everything up front. It's full transparency. People end up appreciating it more. It's extremely effective. I like it and I like when people use it on me as well because okay, I see everything up front and then I don't say, oh man, I didn't see that after the fact and I got to start all over or do something else. Yeah, well, people need options. You know, that's one thing that we talk about in our sales training. And look, they're buying, they're, they're going to do options with or without you. You know, they need to shop with options. So if you want to try to land somebody on something, look, show it to them. But but set some parameters. Say, hey, look, here, here's what you would do if you save some more money. Here's what you would do if you invested more money. Like, this is the benefits. These are the pros and the cons. So that way, see, buyer's remorse happens because people are still uncertain about the product. But if you can lay that out, and make it easy for people to, to look at all the different options. Now I see these and I'm like, this is definitely the one. So you almost eliminate buyer's remorse just by doing that. Yeah. And you know, on that point too, and this comes from collaboration, like with a guy like you or people that, that you surround yourself with Grant, right? Because yeah, I had one-on-one -on -one coaching with him, but I've been down to your office and at events, had interaction with him as well. And 
you know, regardless of what the price is, whether it's a dollar or it's a million bucks, it's like, who cares? And I don't mean to say who cares, it's just money. It's more so the interaction and what you learn from individuals that have been through the war, call it that way, like they've engaged with individuals. Like I've shared with you our training program. And, and you've helped me, you've critiqued it, you've given me some feedback. And then also that client user package. Yeah. You got a beautiful program, by the way. Like that's like, you, you, you just set it up perfectly right. So for anybody to come in and basically get all the information they need, not just about the products, but like how to present them, how to actually help more people get into this product. So that that's what I loved about, about that. That's why I'm so excited that you're actually doing that. Yeah, and that was 100% just ideas from talking with you, working with your office, see what worked, seeing what worked extremely effective. Yes, I mean, your your office and the team you lead, extremely polished, sharp on the, the phone. I was talking to my client relations department today, just as we hire new people, like, hey, role play is important here as we engage with customers. This way, we're sharp and on our game. And we I share with them, when I'm down at Grant's office, they go through that role play and what's so valuable about that is it's not done today. So many people just throw in the, you know, throw me in, I'll go talk to them, tell them how it works. It's like, you got to practice it so it comes out fluently. Yeah. So there's a few things that we do, you know, and like, that, so so when we put that Cardin University program in and people train daily every single day, like the thing with training is it it, it actually shapes your mind mindset. You know, like there's so much negativity in the world today. There's so many, so much you know, negative things going on, bad things, you know, then, then all of a sudden you got, you know, you got car wrecks and people and fights and things like that. And like, man, it's just all around you. Like you need something to help develop you into the right mindset of, you know, knowing what to do, you know, like when customers get frustrated, like they don't want to do the deal or, or they think that, Hey, this isn't for me. I don't freak out and, or even start blaming it on the customers, like, you know, or blame it on the product and say, you know what, look, people aren't buying this. People don't want this product. No, it's, it's my job to be able to communicate that the right way and without personal development, without training, without that daily role play. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's You're just huge. guessing. Yeah, it, it's huge. And it gives you the ultimate edge because, you know, individuals that I've talked to or heard it say, oh, you know, so-and-so about, you know, Grant's company and such. I'm like, dude, like I work with them and they're as professional as can be. And that's just, that's a whole nother topic about competitors that just bad mouth, but it's, oh, it's yeah. like, ah, uh, you know, it's people always talk bad about the the ones at the top, you know, okay. and, uh, Good point. It, mm -hmm. like anybody comes into our organization and like, we, we have so many businesses that we work with. Like I personally consult companies that do $600 million a year, been in business longer than I've been alive. And here I am in there working with their executives, the people who know it better than anybody, and, and they're, they're paying us a lot of money. And I'm, I'm really talking to them a lot about like what Grant Cardone has developed. And when anybody, any of these people walk into our company, they walk in there and they say, wow, that's different. You guys are pros. I've never heard anybody say anything less than that. They have always been like, I think we have a 100% closing rate when we bring people to our office because, you know, it's interesting that they get to see it. They, they, they're like, wow, like it is different here. Like your people are on point. Like not only are your salespeople on point, like your service people, the shipping team, the accounting team, like your whole company gets it right. How do you do this? You know, and that's, 
So these are the processes that we help install into other businesses. It's practice. Yeah. No, you guys do a phenomenal job. I mean, you've helped our business, which was is a small business, especially relative to who you work with. But it can do it for any business. And that's if it's somebody on their own, they've got two people, whatever it might be. Now, I've seen that that in action, several case studies when I've been down to your office. Um, one last, last thing I want to touch on. You mentioned something earlier. And this will fit into what you do and then also your experience in working with us where you were pitched on the, the whole life insurance, the cash value life insurance in the past. And you mentioned that you're not willing to sit down or weren't willing to sit down at the time. And how I view that, like the big thing that always pops in my mind, like in our mission statement, it's making cash value life insurance convenient and transparent to everyone. Industry, right, with our coaching business and consumers. So transparency, that's where we've got all the, the stuff you see, the videos, and we constant, constantly build that. But on the convenience side, I guess especially for guys our age, like if you try and book a meeting with me and you want to sit down for an hour meeting, an hour call, it's like, I don't really have the time, man. Yeah. Even if it's, I mean, it's got to be something really, really exciting or I've got to be interested in it, but to try and... Get someone interested in life insurance, especially when you haven't been exposed to it. It's like, dude, I got too much stuff to do. It's the last thing I want to go to. You know, <laughs> Seriously. So you, want me, you want me to sit down and talk about, about my death benefits. Like that's, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, you know, I'm, 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 I'm late 20s, I'm 30, I'm early 30. I'm like, man, I got 70 years left. Like, I, I don't even want to think about that right now, right? So, so I'm going to push that off as far as I can. And, and that's where, like, you do a really good job, you know, of just understanding like why the person would benefit from it. And so you, you, you spoke to that, to me, that's what made me like jump on. Yeah. You know, th thanks for mentioning that. And then the convenience factor, like how I look at it, cause you're based out of Florida, right? I'm up in, in farmland, farmland too, where I live Poconos PA. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But working with individuals who work nationwide, just like you, how I look at it, especially when you're working with anyone really, whether they are a high income earner or not, people do not have time today. And it's all about convenience. Look at Amazon. They crush it and they make everything so stinking convenient. Same with Apple. Yeah. I mean, you go buy a new phone. How much do you have to actually, how much work do you have to do to set the thing up? Yeah, exactly. And, so, and, and, and people yeah. are willing to pay, you know, they, they want to pay more, like they want to pay more for the convenience, you know, they, they pay more for, yeah. for Uber Eats. They pay more for that. They pay more for everything. So, um, what people don't have, people lack time. Yeah. That's and good. and so when you're trying to set an appointment and you're like, hey, you know, when, when can I sit down with an hour for you? Hey, when can I when can I get about an hour and a half of your time with you and your spouse? You will never get that time. No. You know? So how I view it, and this again came just an in interaction with you guys, the marketing team at your office and such, where I viewed it, okay, I can try and pin Steve down for a meeting, even if it's 15 to 30 minutes, it's still an investment of time and mental energy where you've got to be laser focused, questions are going to be asked, like I got other stuff on my mind, or how I look at it is, okay, how do I get a demonstration in his hand? We've got generic ones. He wants to see an example. Like I could send you those illustrations that are yeah. like trying to, stereo instructions, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. did that, man. And, and so, you know, the, the first thing that you did actually, like you, you did something that, that I do a lot. And, um, and, and it works really well. Like, and I don't know if you, you meant to do this cause we, we, you know, we work together when, when I help your company, but you were sending me things and you were like, 
hey man, let, let me know what you think about this, you know? And so here I am like looking at it from like my viewpoint of like, okay, I want to make sure he gets everything right. But I'm like listening to what you're saying. I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute, I should be doing this, you know? And so, gotcha. yeah, yeah. And yeah. then, uh, and so that was good, you know, you could do that. But then when, when it did come time where, you know, I, I said, hey, um, you know, I heard you talking about this in your video. Is this, is this true? Is that, how, how does that work? And you said, no problem. Let me send you all the information. You plugged me in with, what it looked like on a piece of paper. You plugged me in with a walkthrough, a little six minute video that was like a walkthrough of like why I would benefit from it. That was great. Yeah, the convenience factor. So, I mean, we implemented that as far as rather than pin them down for meeting, you got to send them the data, but sometimes the data is complex and you need that explanation is how I view it at least today, just where technology's at. So creating a, call it a personalized recording where, hey, here's what it'd be if we sat down for 10 or 15 minutes and you can watch it and then come back with questions. Um, but yeah, as far as showing you in the, when I first connected with you, Hey, let me know your thoughts on that. That honestly was not an attempt to try and pitch you. I was curious yeah. to say, Hey, I'm trying to model you guys and see what yeah, works yeah. here. No, I, what are you- <laughs> I, I didn't, I didn't think it was, I, I was just telling you that like, you know, that, that, that's actually a good strategy. Like I'll, I'll reach out to, to people all the time. Like, Hey, what, what, Hey, we got this new, uh, event coming up, but you think we're going to sell anything with this? You know, like I'll reach out to, you know what I mean? And like, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I, I would want to buy one of those. I'm like, Oh really? Yeah. Let's get you, you know, so gotcha. just no, so I knew I knew that you you were, and we, and we did talk about you know best ways to position that. But I just wanted to let you know, man, it was a it was a good strategy. Gotcha, or, you know, gotcha. Yeah, I didn't even think of it. Maybe we should start implementing that more. I didn't even cross no, my totally. mind. <laughs> right on, <laughs> right on. Well, really, really appreciate your time. Um, anything, anything you wanted to to add or, or ask me just about our experience with you and such. Yeah, you know, I mean, if, if you guys are watching this video right now or listening to the podcast, um, you know, reach out to Steve to say, hey, look, you know, tell him a little oh, bit about what you do. And, um, and and I know that he'll be able to uh, say, hey, here's how you would benefit from this, you know. And so uh, same thing with me. You know, if, if you liked what you heard today and you want to get some training for you, for your business, you know, you can always reach out to me. At, you can follow me anywhere at Steve Spray or uh, Steve at GrantCardone.com, anywhere anywhere you want to connect with me, I'd, I'd be happy to help. Definitely. We've got your info on the, the contact contact information below, so they can certainly reach out. Nice. Yeah. What, let, let, let me ask you this, man. So, um, like, <laughs> what, 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 are, what are some cool stories? Like, what, what are some things that you know about this product that maybe not everybody would know, you know, like yeah. reasons why they do it? Yeah, certainly. So, I mean, you've got the safety, liquidity, tax-free benefit. What attracts a lot of people is the idea or the feature that once a dollar passes through a life insurance policy, regardless if you just let that dollar sit and grow and earn between 4 and 5% of the net yield tax-free, or if I pull the money out, I continue to receive compounding on my entire bucket of cash as if I never touched it in the first place. How the, the company, how that's done is they collateralize the death benefit. There's a loan interest factor. A lot like borrowing against real estate if hypothetically it continued to appreciate over time. So that intrigues people quite a bit. And that's more of a pitch. As far as a story, you know, one of the, the things I heard, and this is when I was designing policies for corporations, there was an owner of a construction company. And he had like nine policies that he had accumulated over time, paying into him for 30 years. And looking at uh, policies for his executives now, you know, what they're trying to do. And he kind of sits back. And I wasn't in this meeting. The owner was because I was a back office guy designing them. And he goes, you know, when I look at these whole life products, I've had them for 30 years now. And aside from 
the ownership in my business. I've got my stocks, bonds, everything else. This has been my best performing asset. Awesome. Because no, no matter what's happened, like 2008, any kind of crash just keeps going up. Things go very, very well. It goes up. Things don't go so well. It goes up. So hearing that from someone who was extremely well-to-do, he was about 65 at the time, and this was several years ago, that had that life experience. And then he actually showed us his policies and they, they performed as we analyzed them and such. Um, but that story, it kind of hit me in a way when I was younger or earlier in my career. I'm like, oh, that, that's interesting to hear it from someone who does really well. And he's saying this is his best asset based off actual time history, not just hypothetical. Here's what it might do. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like... Th that's the thing like people I think today um, that you you go online and you got s stories of everything people trying to sell you like hey do this create this online business you know uh, put your money in this stock do that you know and I think it was uh, good old Warren Buffett he said you know first rule of investing you know never lose money and like for me like I just live by that you know so I don't like th that was one of the first things for me that I was like okay I can put money in there and I don't I can go to sleep at night you know, and, and I don't have to worry about what it's doing or what's happening, um, you know, and, and then also like, look, the trade-offs, you know, like the, the ability to grab it when I needed it, like, man, that's, that's huge for me, you know? So if I need to go buy something or like, you know, put an investment down, you know, like a lot of people talk about, you know, I'm saving for a rainy day. Well, like, that's not me. Like, I'm not, dude, I'm not saving for a rainy day. I'm, I'm saving for the day that I wake up. I step to the home plate and the bases are loaded and I'm getting ready to crush it. Crush like, it right on. <laughs> and I and I can't do that if I haven't been storing money, you know. So mm -hmm. like for me, like it was so attractive to say, you know what, like I want I want to have this available when I'm ready to make a big play. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. I remember um, when things kind of got a little bit of a little rocky in March and April, you know, people are getting laid off, markets tanking. I'm reaching out to you, I'm like, hey man, like this is it. Like we can lean into it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was, I was saying that to you and other people to build my confidence to actually do it because I was scared to death. I'm like, man, if we lean into it, because I hear like Grant did it in 08. Apple did it in 2009. They had one of their best years. Amazon just did it. Like companies, that's like the time when everybody else put, goes back on defense, go for it. I'm like, oh, go for man, it. tell everybody you're going to do it and force yourself to do it. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. But it's worked extremely well thus far, just when I look at everything. But yeah, step up to the plate and hit it. Yeah, that's awesome, man. And you know, so like for us, that same thing what you're talking about, like we, we leaned all the way in, you know, like we had to adjust a few things, you know? And so um, that's, that's the cool thing, you know, it's, you gotta always go in. So yeah, I love that. And you know, I know you're gonna have one of the biggest years uh, and you keep growing and, uh, you know, and I think it's really important too. I think there were some important things too, that, that you had mentioned at the beginning here where, um, you know, you, you're doing well now. And, and I think about personal development. I just think about people that invest in themselves. It's they're people who are not selfish. Okay. The ones who don't are very selfish because they're only thinking about themselves where you are thinking about, dude, how do I grow? How do I build this out? How do I make more money so I can add more employees? Like you, you said, you guys have what? 35 employees now. A little over 25 or 26. I'm trying to hit 35, 40 because we have to by the end of the year to keep up with oh, okay. the, the growth. Yeah. 
Well, and that's awesome, you know, especially in a time now where people are, you know, there's, there's some uncertainty, there's job shifting. Some people have been losing jobs, things like that. Like being able to be a business owner that provides for other people is like very unselfish, man. I just want to acknowledge you for that. Cause that's awesome. Yeah, no, thanks. I, I, I really appreciate that. The personal development stuff. I mean, I can share stories, uh, phone calls and like presentations here, and we can end with this cause we've been going on and on <laughs> is, <laughs> As far as presenting and public speaking, I, I I enjoy it to an extent now. I, I still get nervous, but I mean, you overcome it once you get going. You do it so many times. But most one of the most embarrassing things in my life, and people hear this and think, wait, like, no way, because uh, the amount of presentations I give now is, remember, I had a presentation in college, 10 minutes into it, I'm nervous, just freeze, bomb, sit down. In the middle, everybody's looking at me like, this guy's like, he must be a loser or something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. I don't look, uh, <laughs> thanks. I, I wouldn't call it awesome at the time. Now I look back, it's like, okay, yeah. the purpose, the reason I share that is with personal development. It's like, hey, you know, a lot of people see individuals like you. I look at you and say, man, he is smooth when he talks. He knows everything in and out. And he's, he's always listening and helping the individual. Like that doesn't happen overnight. What's it like? One to three percent of people have that naturally. It, it doesn't yeah, exist. Yeah, so you, you got to learn that. Practice, practice, yeah. and that's all it is. Overcome the fears, the the difficulties, and you can do a lot. And your program specifically. I mean, I, I worked on that as much as I could before I met you guys, and excuse me, enhanced it since I've connect connected. But your program helps with that kind of stuff. Word tracks. Here's what to say practice this, right? Maybe it's just a word track for 12 seconds of what to say on the phone when you fumble, but that builds so much confidence. So you come off smooth. Totally. And it gives you a place to go. It gives you certainty. So like what we would do with, with a company and like what we did with yours is we work with staff members. So if you're out there, if you've got like a couple, if you've got a a business with more than two, three, four people, uh, 10, 20, we all the way up to thousands of people. We, we actually install training that people are doing digitally and then we actually work with them, you know, on specific scripts and we do role plays and things like that. So just that little bit, man, makes a big difference. I, I can't tell you like how many times, you know, I've, I've been on calls, especially like early on when I would like, I would practice drill and role play some of these things I was learning from Grant Cardone. And then I would be into a deal and somebody would say something and, and I would know just really how to navigate the conversation, which is really what you want to do because you know, at the end of the day, you can actually help them. And if you can help them, then you should. And if you can put them in a better situation, you should be able to sell your product in a way that you can get them there because there's so much uncertainty. The last thing that you need to be is also uncertain about how to get them to a close. And and, and when I really started to, to, to work on that, man, I, I'm helping so many more people. Like I a lot more success stories like yours, like, you know, guys like you who come in and they're like, hey, I want to get better in these areas of my business. And all of a sudden, you know, look, here they are. Yeah. You know, Right on. And, and no, I, I, I love it. I mean, the question that uh, you ask every single time, because I've heard you do it, when you engage with someone new, isn't going into the product. It's what can I get you information on? And you answer the direct questions first, go into more information on the areas needed. But what can I get you information on rather than sit there and talk about something for an hour and address it at the end? Like, Get to the point. People are busy. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's how I start my presentations. You know, yeah, and I, I, I love bring it. them onto the call. I'm talking to them, and and I say, hey, what, you know, hey, before we get started here, what's going to be the most important thing you want to learn from today's call? And and all of a sudden, I hear them start talking about all the things that they want, and then 
I dig a little bit deeper into that, you know, about why, you know, how, you know, what, 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 you know, why that now, like where you at in your life now with that. And, and then I can present to that, which usually ends up getting me closer to a sale. And that way I don't have to like try to grind somebody out on a close. I, if I just actually solve their problem to begin with. That, that's all. That's all. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, keep it up. Keep it up, man. No, I love what, what you guys are doing and you're you know, sincere, always trying to help people. And the service is phenomenal. I mean, you get back to me, I don't know how you do it sometimes because I can't do that with everyone we work with, but (laughs) keep it up. Yeah. No, man, thank you to you. Like you guys' service is amazing. You guys are all over it. Anytime I have a question, it's, you know, I can text, call, email, uh, and not just with you, like your staff is awesome. So, you know, the, some of the girls that work with you mentioned, they they just, they pop in and say hello and say what's going on. So I really appreciate that. So thanks a lot for having me on. And uh, guys, if you want to reach out to me, you know, check in the notes and uh, I'd be more than happy to uh, connect with you. Right on. Thanks so much, Steve. Appreciate your time. You got it. Thanks a lot. All right. Mm -hmm. Bye.